All right, man. Are you ready? Yeah. Wonderful. Well, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. Uh, I'm really, really excited uh, to interview our next guest because really my first introduction to someone making a whole, whole bunch of money online, like understanding the internet marketing came from me recording his videos. Like he's like, yo, I, you know, you, you create content, right? I'm like, yeah. I was like, he started, he's like, yo, I want you to record something. And I was like, all right, come to the studio. Cause I've been seeing, you know, his ads and been seeing like what he's doing. So half of it was curiosity. Like, yo, how the heck is he doing it? And hopefully he's going to say it online. So, um, Mr. Kenny Conwell is really killing the game as an internet marketer um, and just a businessman. The conversation, first off, the conversation, and we're going to get into it, that you had with Boniface at the end, after the interviews were over and we talked about it, and you talked about like um, selling a company at the end. That just got, that messed me up for the rest of the day. So, um, Kenny Conwell, what's going on, my brother? Well, man, thanks for having me, man. Oh, happy to, happy to have you, man. So, introduce yourself to the people, what you do. And give us the sauce on how you do it. All right, guys. Well, uh, my name is Kenny Conwell, a.k.a. Mr. Money Savvy. And I am in the, in, well, I'm in the financial education space. And um, really, I've gotten fairly good at internet marketing or leveraging the power of the internet to get my message out there. But um, my whole goal has always been helping to eliminate the generational wealth gap in our African-American community. So my goal is before I die, and even if I die before this happens, is to eliminate the wealth gap in the African-American community by 5%. So if I can just do that before I die, you know, that's, that would be my goal. So my biggest thing is education, primarily education about your money, right? So a lot of how I reach my market is teaching people about credit, uh, cash flow management, personal finances, so that you can leverage your credit, leverage your cash flow to start building wealth today. So um, at this point, I've helped over 21,000 people increase their scores over 2 million points, remove 150,000 negative items. Whoa, 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 hold on, what? Pay off, uh, I think, about $4 million in debt and invest about $25 million. Uh, so I have a financial education company and a investment firm. Hold on, hold on, no, I'm still stuck on, and then you just put too much on top of it. Just give me those numbers one more time. So for All one, right. the credit... I heard you're fixing people's credit, helping them invest money too. Come on, like so it's like it's so it's almost like think of it this way. So most of the African American people in our community got messed up credit, you know. So I got sick of meeting with people who were not that didn't look like us with my investment company, and all I could do is well I can give them good advice on how they can manage their wealth so that they don't outlive it, but I'm like how do how do how do we even acquire this? And the biggest pain point, even with me being an entrepreneur, five, was it, seven, seven, eight years ago, I messed up my credit and then systematically figured it out. Make a long story short, I realized that most of us in the accumulation phase don't even have a grasp on credit, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have a grasp on credit. We don't have a grasp on cash flow. We're in the accumulation phase. So what I did was is I took all the information that I was essentially advising people on the high end or what they have done and then made it to any anyone can understand an accumulation level so anyone like you and me can start with bad credit get their credit good start learning cash flow start paying on their debt get freed up cash flow stop paying un unnecessary money in taxes and then they can start leveraging the power of a home business right for tax purposes then they can start putting themselves in position to leverage their cash flow to invest right so and it's in that order it's not hey look i'm doing credit and investments because most people can't even get into investments Right. Most people don't even have even the mindset to even know what they should do there. So let's let me meet you where you are. Right. Mm. And that's the whole, that's the whole reason why I created my money EDU. Let me educate you on this process. Mm -hmm. So how many people have you helped credit help fix their credit? Um, it's about 21. I don't know the exact number, but I know it's about 20. When I looked earlier today, I think it was 21,600 or something like that. Well, over 21,000 people you've helped improve their credit score correct and because of because of the power of the internet i've been able to reach those people but they have authentically increased their scores over two million points because of my system over two million points mm -hmm. what's most impressive is that you know the numbers that's the most impressive part <laughs> you know like how do you, you you have to be organized on a whole nother level absolutely right and really not only organized in detail but 
really mission driven to know your numbers and say, yo, how can I help 30,000 people? How can I help 50,000 people? You got to put a plan together for that, right? Right. And, and, and it's, it's funny that you, you put that out there, like that, that you said it that way. So I, you know, I moved to Atlanta back in 2013. And I mean, I moved here on, in, on rock bottom, bro. Like I, I just did. And the, the fast forward the whole story, I don't know how much time we have. We can get into it. But I put out the information about how I improved my credit score back in November, no, October 2016. And I put the video out on YouTube. I had, and, and I just put it out there. And at first, I was scared to put it out there. Right? I was like, well, I don't know if I need to make it because I had to unlist it because I had it on my funnel page. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I, I was driving traffic with Facebook ads. Well, around this time in 2016, I had some tough times financially, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, things were kind of tight for me. Uh, yet again, though I had made pretty good money that year, it's cash flow. You know, if, if you're an entrepreneur, you understand that cash flow is the name of the game. But anyways, make a long story short, I put my video out there on YouTube and it started, you know, it went viral. And that one video led to me getting so many people who needed to fix their credit and I already had the mindset that I wanted to help you with budgeting and all this other stuff, but it was so hard to help people understand that they needed to put together a financial game plan. But it was so much easier to meet somebody with a pain pill like credit. So the first 12 months, I think I helped like 4,200 people. I couldn't even believe it. Wow. And I wasn't, and I, and I was still figuring out, you know, how this whole, well, I actually knew about funnels, but I was really figuring out how my stuff was going to, you know, go to market. Mm-hmm. And then it went from from that over a year to me really getting getting good at Facebook ads, understanding like direct response marketing and funnels to from 2017 till now we we acquired I think about 16,000 we had 4200 so 4200 we're at 21,000 now. So whatever the difference is. That's what we required over the last from that time frame to deal to now. So take me back to your brokest point. Because now people see, yo, we, got we a asked, couple I asked, first off, I asked Kenny uh, before this interview started, like, yo, what you make last month? My man said, ah, 94000 Last month? Insane. But take me back to. The month before that, I made 107 Kind of upset about that. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I forgot my question. All right. <laughs> take, take me back, back to, to brokest, um, brokest the, most, the brokest, most recent time in your life. I mean, I'm talking about down to nothing. Because some people. So rich people's nothing is no 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 I got a left. couple of those bro like I'm gonna be honest with you and this is the thing about this man like my brokest I had I have I've had two brokest moments mm-hmm. right my first brokest moment was back in 20 um, 2012 right it was 2012 six um, years ago t- six years ago mm-hmm. before I moved to Atlanta and when I graduated from A&T uh, the North Carolina A&T, Aggie Pride, anybody watching this. <laughs> when I graduated from North Carolina A&T, I didn't want to get a job, right? So I, want, I was selling prepaid legal and life insurance, but I wanted to be a financial advisor. So my goal was to become a financial advisor when I left. So I did that, and I aligned myself with a firm in Charlotte that was an independent firm. They said you could be in business for yourself and then by yourself. You know the whole jazz, but they was basically selling me so I could make the money. But I learned a lot. But through that process, I was like 24, 23 at the time when I joined, 25 when I'm about to break you break down to my lowest point. So I wanted to make six figures so bad, man. Like I wanted to make six figures so bad, but I didn't realize that even at 23, 24, like the internet really wasn't where, where it was now. Making like 30, 40, 50 grand a year, I was making like 50, 60 grand a year self-employed nobody had paid me a salary really and i did basically being selling basically selling insurance and investments being a financial advisor Mm -hmm. that's what i was doing and i wanted to supercharge the result i wanted to supercharge the uh, the process so i came up with this really good in my head (laughs) plan Mm -hmm. where i was going to leverage my credit do internet marketing um because i knew about it then um but i was it was with somebody else's being an affiliate and essentially i Leverage my credit, my savings, and invested a whole bunch of money. None of it panned out, and I ended up hitting rock bottom, bro. Like, I mean, it got so bad, my car went out for repossession. Mm. Um, a really good friend of mine um, and now business partner, we were roommates at the time. I couldn't pay my half of the rent. I had to move back in with my parents. 
<laughs> like it was bad, man, because that deal did not go through. The deal I was anticipating making over a hundred grand on this deal. But mm. I stopped doing those activities as a self-employed individual, which this is a lesson for the entrepreneurs. Don't get caught up on the big deal. Only focus on small hits. Only focus on small daily hits. Forget about the big deal, right? So you're making 60, and then you put all your eggs here, like waiting for this is going right. to happen. And then you right, slow so, down your activity. So, right, you, you are, I was, now let's make this clear. I was on track to make 60, right? But then when you, if you're on track and, you know, based off your activity in, January, February, March, April, and then April, May, June, July, you get caught up in this deal, you stop doing those activities, mm. and then you're on savings and credit, that's what happened. So when the deal did not pan out, everything was exhausted by the time August, September hit. So mm. I'm like looking around, broke, right? Mm. And like literally, I had to move back into my move back in with my parents, and I could not pay my roommate his half of the rent. Like you don't know how low that was, man. And on top of that, when when it really really had this one commission, like I had this one commission because I did sell an insurance policy for like four grand. So I had this one commission, but I was so far in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Ate that hole low four up. That shit was gone, man. I was like, man. I was like. I called my um, my friend George. I like George, man. I'm at, I I hit rock bottom, bro. I think I need to get a job. Mm. <laughs> I need to get a job. That's like the yo. That's one of the most uh, pride breakingest moments for an entrepreneur mm -hmm. to have to like really swallow your pride and say, yo, I'm not gonna get a job. Yeah, and I had just turned 26, guys, and we went to this place called, and um, I was start, still in Charlotte. I had just turned 26 in September. And I couldn't even afford, I couldn't even pay for my birthday dinner. Dang. It was lucky that I had friends, right. <laughs> right? Like, they didn't know I was going through all of this, but right. I could not afford that. So they paid for my birthday dinner. And um, I remember one of, the, one of the people I owed money to, she called me, like, late October. At this point, I'm in my parents' house, disgruntled pissed, you know, just mad at everybody. And it wasn't my parents' fault. They were like, get a job, get a job. Mm. And I'm like, hey, look, I'm trying to make this stuff happen still, even though I didn't have anything happen. I was picking up the pieces at this point. So I remember one of my friends called me, and she was like, I thought she was calling me because I owed her money. I was like, hey, mm -hmm. I ain't got the money. That's how I picked up. I, I ain't like, got it. I ain't got it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't got it. No, 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 that's not why I'm calling you. I know you're going to pay me back when you when you get it. You, you do what you say you're going to do. I was did like, you yeah. Pay her back? I did pay her back. Good. I did. Um, but where I'm going with the story is, is she called me and was like, yo, there's this opportunity in Atlanta. I think you would be great for this because she had just moved to Atlanta mm -hmm. and it was a sales job. She's like, I think you would be great at this because it's, it's sales. You don't, it's, you don't have to um, pay for leads. Anyways, make, make a long story short. I interviewed, got the job. Nice. So like a few weeks later, I just told my boy, George, hey, bro, I need a job. Then I get this job opportunity. Moved to Atlanta 2013 with my Mustang that was out for repossession, by the way. Um, <laughs> coming from where? Where were you? Coming from Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, yeah, okay. Right? All of my belongings was in my Mustang. They even had an ironing board in there. So I literally <laughs> moved to Buckhead, guys, Eon. Um, this one bedroom. Couldn't even afford to rent, but it was a sales job. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I was moving to. I mean, I was going to, and I knew I would, um, they had a base, but plus commission. And within the first four months, I went from zero to the number one salesman in that company and started paying everybody back. Wow. And that's what started this whole journey back to getting, you know, understanding the fact that, hey, look, if you hit rock bottom, all is not lost because I still was doing my business part-time, mm -hmm. right? I was still doing it part-time right, and right. still working the sales job full-time. And then... September of that year, I completely walked away and um, started my um, insurance brokerage here in Atlanta. And in 2014, started making six figures doing that, right? What do you think took you to that six figures? Uh, or, or what, I'm sorry, what, what do you think took you to the number one salesperson at that job? Well, I was broke um, and I had to make money. But one thing I will say, outside of me being broke, I have... One of the story, one of the things I need to communicate to everybody is that I have always invested in my sales and marketing education. Mm. So I've I've been an avid personal development person, even though, and it's like one of these things too that people need to understand that your income may take a jump, but your personal development, your income never exceeds your personal development. So some of you guys watching this may be personally developed, 
but your income may not be matching that, but it's okay. Don't rush the process. Listen to what I just told you, how I tried to rush the process and it ended up with me living with my parents mm. with a car for repossession, right? So don't rush the process because you may need to still go through some things to really understand, to go from con unconscious competence to conscious competence, meaning you understand how to do this. So I say that to say, I think what it was for me was, was I was already a salesperson 100 well entrepreneur 100 percent commission all i need was leads so mm -hmm. you give me leads and i already know how to close mm -hmm. and all i gotta do is close i'm on that right but you've been learning the process of sales forever. yeah i've been learning the process since college like i started this process back in 2007 like that's that's what most people don't realize is that you know though I, i'm i'm i started at 19 I'm, I'm 12 years 12 years in the game you know i mean listening to jim Rohn, sales books mm -hmm. you know sales training i've read so many books so I think that coupled with just learning rejection helped me become the number one salesperson at that company. But again, it was just an opportunity, right? I, I leveraged the opportunity for my, for my own best interest. Yeah, I think there's always gonna be money in doing what other people don't wanna do, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, if it's, uh, if it's I, I, people are so afraid of sales, but people <sighs> who get good at what most people are afraid of will always make the money. And you know what's funniest? I'm glad you brought that up too. So though I did what I did with my internet marketing and all of this stuff, I want you guys to understand that I know how to communicate. So if you put me on a mass message, right, where I can market myself on the internet, I mean, who's not going for that? Mm -hmm. Like I know how to do it on the phone, so don't let me do it live right. you know so it's really important to get those sales skills guys it's not a it's not bad to sell you know i authentically still believe in my heart of hearts and i'm always going to believe this when i'm selling something because i believe in it that person is getting the better end of the deal not me mm. because i'm if it's if you're really truly selling because it's solving someone's problem you're helping that person mm. You know, and that's just the philosophy I, you know, I always take because I know, hey, look, if I sold your life insurance, if you die, your family's taken care of. If I sold you an investment, or you bought an investment from me, if you keep doing this, you're gonna have retirement, mm -hmm. right? If I helped you with your credit, you're gonna have be able to, you know what I mean? So it's like one of those things where I know I'm helping you. Right. So, so why wouldn't you buy it? So I know now people are really into the funnels. Like mm -hmm. you hear these, this buzzword in the entrepreneur community, uh, click funnels, run a funnel, you need to put people through a funnel, email funnels, like we hear in the word, right? But it sounds like you knew about funnels before it was popular. Bruh, I've been knowing about a funnel since, you know, I, I, I remember I learned about this stuff back in like college, though I didn't get it. 2000. 2000 2009, leaving uh -huh. college. Mm -hmm. Because again, guys, I had to learn it because I went into the financial services industry. My first company that I joined my network marketing company was Primerica, right? And the only people I knew in Greensboro, North Carolina was college students. Mm -hmm. So I started going to networking events and going to all this stuff. I remember my first business cards, guys. It was Conwell and Associates. That was like the business card because Vistaprint back then had, you can get your free, first free business cards. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm a recovering poor speller. <laughs> the card said Conwell and Associates. <laughs> <laughs> My first business cards didn't even know, right? So <laughs> I, I want to answer your question about the funnel, though. Like, I realized real quick, like, man, these people ain't, I can't sell college students credit and insurance and stuff. Like, mm. I, I need to figure out how I can market. But then I wasn't, I didn't know anything. So I, that started my journey of searching leads and marketing, which led me to one thing that led me to another thing. And then it was overwhelming at first because it was so much information. Like you can, you, you can drive traffic with this, but then you can do this sales page and then you can do this email. But it wasn't until going through, I would say 2015 at this point, when I said, you know what? Let me just implement what I know. Mm -hmm. And I had a good buddy of mine I was telling him, I was like, hey man, you got all these results, man. You need to do a funnel. He was like, you do it, yeah. <laughs> you show me. You know, and then when he told me that, I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to show you. And then I implemented what it, what I knew to work in my own business. Mm -hmm. And at first I started with insurance, right? I started with insurance because that's what I was selling. But funnels, all it is is like it's just a way that you can start the relationship with a small commitment. And then through commitment and consistency in human behavior, you get that person to go from looking at an ad 
to maybe buying your top tier service. Mm -hmm. But you recently got married. So we can use this as, as a funnel. If you went up to your wife right now and said, hey, look, my name is David Shands. We're getting married. And this is your first conversation. What do you think she would have said to you? Like, what? Uh, hold on. Who are you? Right. Who are you talking about? Exactly. So what did you do when you when you first met her? Um, took her to dinner. Took her to dinner. Did you take her to dinner right out the gate, or was there a conversation oh, before dinner? Con conversations, conversations. It went from uh, uh, social social media to text message mm. to conversation mm. to setting up. So that's guys. That's a funnel. Now I want you guys to hear this. That is a funnel. He started with social media conversation not not too aggressive right not marriage not even coffee hey look let me just get to social media slid in the dm got the phone number then started having text conversations another level of the relationship that text probably went to a phone call mm -hmm. which went to a couple of calls went to, went to dinner now he's married mm -hmm. i bring that up because most people try to propose marriage to their prospects on the first date Give me an example. Come on, talk to me, Kenny. Hey, bro, I got this $5,000 program. What you trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, not saying that you should not say that your program is $5,000 right at the gate because there are going to be a certain group of people to buy it, right? Mm -hmm. And you probably can get them to buy that $5,000 program. But you might need to, instead of just telling them it's $5,000 right at the gate, maybe put an ad in place, maybe put an educational video where you're breaking things down about what you're ultimately going to tell them, right? You give them something that's useful but incomplete. Then you lead them through a, a, a call, then an educational thing. Then you get on the phone with something them. Something that's useful but incomplete. Correct. Give me an example. So useful but incomplete could be, hey, look, um, if I want to give someone, um, what's the best, what's the best example? So let's just say, what I do, I give people specific templates to start improving like their credit or their budget or their whatever, but it's not everything. Right. It's, it's useful, useful right. but it's incomplete in terms of the credit repair process. Mm -hmm. It's useful to have a budget template, but it's incomplete in terms of the whole budgeting philosophy process. Mm -hmm. Useful, but incomplete. It was useful that you slid in the DM, or she slid in your DM, but I think you slid in her DM, but it was incomplete because it was you didn't go. It's actually Tinder. You right. swiped together. Ooh, the swipes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you had a mutual match. Yeah, I did the mutual I like what I saw. She liked what she saw. Okay, so Tinder. Okay, so y'all were both actively <laughs> out there. So so it started that way. It was use Tinder was useful, mm -hmm. but it was incomplete for Getting marriage. You know, you can't get married that way. So that's yeah. what I mean. Use it was a useful tool. So what is the Tinder? What is the template? What is the useful thing that you can splinter off from your five thousand dollar service to provide that to get a whole bunch of people some type of tangible result at scale? then transition them to the next logical step, mm. right? And that's really the power of the funnel, right? So if somebody is, I can, I can go back to my, my, my financial services days, which when I was like beating the pavement, you know, people would send me back lead cards and I would go and show up with their lead card at their door. I can, I've showed people this, hey, it was useful that you sent me this lead back, mm -hmm. but it's incomplete because you don't have the policy. Mm. Right. So let me get you this policy. Oh, you got the policy. Now that's useful to take care of your insurance needs, but it's incomplete because you still need to put together your retirement. Oh, it's useful that you have the retirement program, but it's incomplete because now you don't have this estate program. Right. right? So right. it's always going at people from a point of view of what's paining them the most at that point. Give them a pill, but not the prescription. Right. right? Let me give you the pill, but you're probably going to need the prescription. So here's the prescription that you're going to need ultimately. But I'm not going to give you the whole prescription because that's too much of a commitment. All right. So, uh, somebody out there might be looking at like, oh, well, you're tricking people by giving them something useful but incomplete. But I think that works both ways. It's obviously good for the salesperson, right? Because I get to give you something and you get to trust me. Like, I'm going right. to give you a little something to say, yo, this worked a little bit, right? I can mm -hmm. help you more. But also, from the consumer standpoint, it gives them an opportunity to trust you right. first, to give them a taste like, okay, well, okay, now I will spend $1,000 with this guy because I might've spent $20 or I spent $30 and it was useful, but I need a little more. So I think that's both ways. But some people look at these, these systems 
as um, unethical or what have you. But I would, as a customer, before I buy some, let me get let me get the little sample True. chicken first before I just sell me the whole platter. True, and I think it probably depends. I mean, it, it depends on what side of the fence are you on. Like, do you want to be a business owner and, and producer, or do you want to be a consumer? Not to say to you, but the person that views it as unethical. I challenge mm -hmm. to say that that individual may not have that perspective about what it truly takes to serve people, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, and 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 it's really about knowing that, hey, look, if I'm splintering off or creating a funnel, I'm doing it because, again, my, my whole purpose wasn't 100 grand a month, right? That's whatever. Like, that's not even, I know I'm going to say this in the most humble way, that's not even a lot of money. When we start, we think there's about... No to say that humbly. Right, no, but just think about <laughs> it. We've we got people, we got companies like Amazon and Netflix and all these huge companies that command billions of mm. dollars. So in the grand scheme of things, you know, I'm a you know, a day, right? We're a day, maybe a couple of hours in their business operation in terms of the vast majority of all the people that we can serve. So me, the, the, the close that loop, it's almost like, hey, look, yeah, that's the result, but how many people did I help as a result of that, right? You know, because I was looking to serve first, right? I was mm -hmm. looking to help people, and because I added value, then my company made this revenue, right? Mm -hmm. It was able to generate this. And I think that's the important thing is figuring out what is, it, what is it that you're willing to, to, why are you doing this and who do you want to serve and what value do you offer them? And by way of you offering that value, are they going to give you their money, right? And if you are able to do that consistently, you'll be able to con continue to deliver on getting them the result and then you getting the result of, you know, getting whatever your financial goals are, right? Gotcha, gotcha. Hold on, I think I got two minutes in. Oh, I got, I got a good uh, scenario. All right, so I want to, uh, I know from uh, recording your videos, and you owe me like $150 for last time. Now <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it owes me 150 bucks. All right, so, um, but um, the, I, I know there's a process. There's Try like four. Try to get four, that for free because I can't advice. <laughs> there's like four steps. There's like four, is it four steps? Or simplify the funnel as, as easy as possible because I know it's like the offer, then the tripwire, then. So I mean, when you're when you're, if we're just breaking down like a funnel, um, you know, you want to really think about upfront what your flagship offer is going to be, what your core offer is going to be, right? So that's kind of like the middle thing. So that's that's the first thing is defining, beginning with the end in mind, right? So once you've defined your core offer, you then want to splinter off a piece. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold of your core offer and make it what I call a self-liquidating self offer, which so means example. Um, something like uh, you just just a splinter. You splinter. So you got your whole product. So for instance, if you sell um, uh, if you sell roofing services, you know, you you know, let me give you even a better example. If you are a dentist, right, and you want to get dentist people, maybe you offer teeth cleaning at cost, right? So you offer something that's mm. cleaning, but it's not everything that a dentist needs to offer. So you know what your core product or your core service is. Maybe that's too much of a commitment up front. So you splinter off a portion to get customers at cost. Mm -hmm. And the whole purpose of the tripwire or self-liquidating offer is to cover your marketing costs. That's what's called a self-liquidating offer. Self-liquidating means? S-L-O. Self-liquidating offer meaning you're offering something that you don't really make money off of. Correct. But it's something that's useful, but incomplete. Quick Trip. Quick Trip doesn't, I'll be led to believe that all gas stations, the majority of gas stations don't make money off the gas, okay? They make their money inside of the store when they sell you all that stuff. So the whole goal of the Tripwire is to get a whole bunch of people at dead cost so mm. you can cover your marketing cost. Then once you have your self-liquidating offers, what we just said, you then will splinter off something else and make it what we call a lead magnet, something that's going to get people, it's going to entice them to opt in. Specificity wins here. You know, the three steps I use to go from 2500 to 20000 a month, you know, that's specificity, right? I want to know that or the five-step process to uh, run Facebook ads that rock. You know, what? something that's specific. Free, free download shows you how to do it. Or the three steps I use to so use Tinder to go from broke, you know, single to marriage. I mean, you mm -hmm. can definitely use that yeah, <laughs> if you wanted to get into that. But it's just basically, it's a splinter off the tripwire to get someone to opt in. 
that's the third level. And then a fourth level, once you have defined the core offer, self-liquidating offer, then lead magnet, you then have what's called a profit maximizer, which the whole purpose of it is to maximize profit. Typically, it's a done-for-you service. It could be speed and automation. It's just something to say, hey, look, you got my core offer. Do you want some VIP treatment? So, for instance, hey, look, I got you the airline, Delta, but do you want to upgrade to first class? Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want to you want to you want a first class flight? Hey, look, we can get you with our core offer of the normal basic. But yeah. hey, why don't we just maximize profit? Give you the first class. Mm. You know, airline uh, all businesses do this, right? Yeah. They've been doing it for years. This is that most small businesses don't think this way, and you know, it, you, you just want to if you're really trying to, you know, grow your business rapidly and specificity wins. Niches, rich, there's riches and niches. So, but those are the four parts. Core offer, tripwire, lead magnet, then think through what a profit maximizer would be to help your customer get more results quicker, right? But the, the, the thing is, most people are out here offering profit maximizers, right? And they're not making profit because it's taken them so much to acquire a customer, right? Most people don't know how much it costs them to acquire a customer. I know to the T how much it costs them to acquire a customer. And then most people don't know their LVC, their lifetime value of a, a customer, a client. You need to know these numbers, mm. right? So if you know and understand these numbers, that means that if you do want to run ads and drive traffic, then you can know at scale what it's going to take to go from 50 to 100, 100 to 500, 500 to a million, mm -hmm. because it's systematic, right? Gotcha. So core offer, is is that the thing that's that costs the most money? No, the profit maximizer is the thing that costs the most money, and so you only show that to customers. You only show that profit maximizer to the people who have bought something from you. Correct, because that's, I'm, glad, I'm glad we went on this um, tangent, and I know you're about to ask me a question. So the reason why this is so effective is because the people who buy your tripwire um, some of them probably would have never even, some of, if you, had you showed them your core offer or even your profit maximizer, they probably wouldn't have went for it, right? Because, but here's the other thing. We know based off statistics that if you buy, you're 10 times more likely to buy again, mm. right? You're 10 times more likely to buy again, which is why Amazon's so genius with doing their whole Amazon Prime and getting you in their subscription, which is a whole nother business model. But again, I got you to buy once, I know you buy again. Let me mm. give you this Prime membership to give you two-day free shipping. Because I know you're going to buy again because you had a great experience. So that's the reason why the funnel is so effective when you do it correctly. But here's the other thing. You want to make sure that everything inside of your offer is congruent, right? You want to make sure it makes sense. If I go to McDonald's, you know, and I want to buy a burger, they upsell you. Hey, would you like fries and a Coke with that? How about mm -hmm. an apple pie? Mm -hmm. Maybe some ice cream too, right? Mm -hmm. It's all around us here, right? But you might have been going in for that. And again, I don't advocate eating at McDonald's at all, guys. So please, <laughs> I don't eat. I haven't had McDonald's in like seven years, right? right. It's just terrible food. But business-wise, it's genius. Mm -hmm. But there's, again, there's another example of what a funnel could do, like, or the whole lead magnet, <laughs> tripwire, core offer, profit maximizer, Got right? You. So the profit maximizer is only designed to maximize profit and you only show that to customers. Gotcha. So it's like um, you go into Walmart for whatever you go into Walmart for, but before you pay, they're gonna show you the little candies. I wonder how much they make they probably off make the Twix millions. and the gum and the millions. Millions. Goodness gracious. And it's strategically placed. Mm-hmm. So let, let me ask you, for my, um, my hairstylist out there, right, they want to implement this process. Oh, that's easy. Give me an idea of exactly what it looks like, All ideally. Right. All right, hairstylist had to cross my legs. <laughs> <laughs> Not because you're hairstylist, but I want to think through this. Hey, listen, I need y'all listen. I want y'all, if, if this is helping you, if you're a stylist right now and he's about to help you, I want you to cash out getting $10, okay? If, like, <laughs> if this helps you. It's Mr. Money Savvy, by the way. Mr. That's Money Savvy. App. I want you to cash out him $10 if he helps you right now. Go for All it. All right, this can work for hairstylists, but any service professional, right? Mm -hmm. But let's just say, okay, I don't know how to do hair, okay? But let's just say you're a hairstylist and you know exactly what your flagship offer is. Let's just say it's a $400 service. Well, you can get somebody in for a $400 service, which is cool, and you can do that, but what can you splinter off 
to get somebody in your chair to experience your service or your salon at dead cost or at a cheap cost. So instead of doing the whole, you know, again, I'm not a stylist, so the whole shebang with the weave and the mm -hmm. whatever y'all women do, maybe you get them in there for a shampoo, right? Or maybe you get them in there for a easy style, right? Or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. So you get them in there for that, and then once you got them on that, you upsell them, right? I know my, my ex, my ex, she was a very successful, still is a successful hairstylist, and I know she used to always get people in for a small service. Matter of fact, she made people pay her fifty dollars. She would do a consultation. That's exactly what she would do. Mm. <laughs> so she would do a consultation, and then when she did the consultation in the small thing, she would upsell you the service. So I mean, there's was a number. Was she paying for? Was she charging for the consultation? I think she made. Matter of fact, no, no. She actually made people pay her to book on her schedule. So and mm. she was offering like, hey, look, you pay if you want to get my time, you got to pay me. Um, but that's one thing. But I think even if you're not <laughs> doing that. Miss, miss all the hairstylists, figure out a specific service that's useful but incomplete. It's useful that I got my hair washed, but it's incomplete because I need a hairstyle. It's useful that I got a coloring, but it's incomplete because I don't have a hairstyle. It's useful that I have, uh, again, a hair wash, but I need it's, it's incomplete because it's not sold. It's useful that I got the cornrows or whatever, because I know y'all, I know what y'all be doing. Y'all be doing the cornrow thing and they be putting the head on there yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, the hat on top. The, I, be, I call it a hat, the little be, wig. Y'all be patting your head. <laughs> we know what knocking that at your, Knocking at your brain cells, so, whatever, whatever. So if, if we're reading it right, you got to figure out what you got to do to get the people in your, um, your chair. And there's riches and niches. So let's say, for instance, there was a stylist that specialize in brittle or broken hair. Mm. I might be able to give you a consultation right. on what you need to do to take care of brittle or broken hair. That's a good point. And then once they're there, you're saying, well, I got these products. These are the ones that help, and this is how you apply it. But because you're here, I'll do it for you. Right. Yeah, right. That's, that's a good example. And something that else. That helps you. Look, cash at me $10. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> And something else came to mind about this whole lead magnet tripwire. You, you want to have what I call a mafia offer, like the Godfather. You know, I want to make an offer you can't refuse, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you want to have in your business. Like, that's the, that's the epic pain pill. So I'll call it three things, pain pill, mafia offer, tripwire. You want them all to be something that's like, man, why wouldn't I do this? Mm -hmm. I'm almost dumb for, for not doing this. And you want to frame it in a way to where people's like, man, Oh, I, got, I can do all of this and just get get it for like 10 bucks, right? Why not? 20 bucks? Why not? Sign mm. me up. Oh, you got that for 20 bucks? That's great. It's useful. You can get results with it. Let me service you still because LVC is important, guys. Give them that result, what they're seeking, but then say, hey, look, if you, do you want to ascend to the next level? Right. Do you want to get more services? And mm. when you do it in that way, it's not unethical. It's just saying, hey, look, I got, I met you where you were, right? Now that you have this situated, let me get you something else, right? I can't go to people, I can't go to us and say, yo, you need to start investing two grand a month. They're going to be like, what? <laughs> two grand a bro? I, I, my credit, I, my credit is a, is, is a 400, like <laughs> not, not 400, a 400, <laughs> right? Like, that's too much. So right. I need to meet you where you are, that mafia offer. I need to get you that and then help you get the result and then start that whole relationship, start that process. Mm. Yo, I think this is so dope, man, because I think a lot of people feel like their passion is going to get them to where they want or if they just work hard enough, if they just do enough heads Ooh. instead of the mental strategy work. Like, this, this is where it's at, right? You can yeah. do as many heads as you want. I mean... Man, your hands will fall off at some point, but yeah, you, you right about that, man. Go, go ahead. But, but why, why do you like one? I appreciate you teaching this, but um, why do you think people are afraid to, or or think they can't get into this side of it? I think it. I think it. I think it's. Uh, I think it's CMP, and I just recently learned this term from a book called the um, the Lazy CEO, and C CMP stands for complexity of mental processing. Mm. complexity of mental processes. So many people don't have a high CMP score. So because, and because, because they're so busy, work, 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 there's a book called Think 
in Grow Rich, which I know the majority of you watching this have heard of that book. But it's called Think and Grow Rich for a reason, because you have to have the strategy behind and the thought process before you implement. Mm. Right. That's another thing I learned. Right. When I was working hard, working hard, working hard. I didn't get the results that I was really wanting because I was I was working hard based off my level of understanding my CMP. So my CMP was at a place of maybe 10 grand, five grand a month, right? Because I didn't invest in my education, my thought process. So it's more about when you start doing what I'm talking about, guys, like though I just broke it down really, you know, in, in, a, in a quick manner, you, you really have to think about who you're serving and really think through all the steps that's going to be involved with this. And once you do that, you can put yourself in a better position to act. But the problem is, is that many people don't know what they don't know, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're what I call unconscious incompetent. Like all the stuff that I'm talking about now that you guys were probably, some of you guys were probably unconscious incompetent about it, but now you're conscious incompetent, right? So I was unconscious incompetent about it. But now, because I heard it, I'm conscious. Now I know what I, now I know I know what no, I don't know mm -hmm. versus I didn't know I didn't know, right? right? So the goal is to transition from unconscious incompetence to, in the word, to conscious incompetence to conscious competence. Now I know that this stuff exists and now I'm applying. So, but the only way you can transition to conscious competence is to get information. And you have to apply that information, and then you've got to think about it, right? But then you've got to realize that the information, where am I getting information from? Am I getting information from someone who's proven in their own actual life how to do this? Mm -hmm. Or am I getting it from a source that's just trying to sell me information, right? right? So, so again, we want to make sure that when we transition from this conscious competence stage, which is where most people need to be, you're conscious competent about this stuff now, we can now go to unconscious competence, which is how we just do things without even thinking about it. Like you probably drove here, you didn't even think about driving here. Mm -hmm. You probably had this, this, this on your head and you just got here because you are consciously competent of how to get to this particular place. Just like I'm consciously competent about what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But most of us in business are consciously, consciously competent or unconsciously competent, I should say, about things that don't make money. Mm -hmm. I'm unconsciously competent about being broke. I'm mm -hmm. unconsciously competent about not wanting to invest because I think somebody's trying to sell me. Right. I'm unconsciously competent about trying to put to put together a funnel. Oh, that'll never work, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. It'll never work because you just said it would never work. <laughs> so you're going to get more of that. It never works. So right. you got to really just expand your mindset and then start to realize that it's about what you think and how you think and where you're getting the information from. And then you have to strategically block out time on a daily basis to invest in your education, wow. invest in your personal development so you can raise your complexity of mental processing. Do you invest more in your education now or then when you are broke or now that like you're succeeding on another level? I consistently invest in my, I, I probably now because I'm making more revenue, more money, right? So, you know, I don't, I probably spend about 50 grand this year on my own, my own education, right? Mm. But that's wow. me, right? Wow. So what is, what, is your, what is your mission? Like as we, as we kind of kind of get, um, like we we see that you are phenomenal at what you do. Like you understand it. But what is your mission? I why, said already, why are you so dedicated? I to said this? it already, man. It's to eliminate the wealth gap in African American African American community by five percent, bro. Like I mean, it's it's important. Like we. When we, when I, and I, I try not to ignore, but when I, when I go and I look and I see us being arrested, you know, because of wh whatever the, 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 where we are in the current country, the current, you know, state of circumstances, I think a lot of this stuff is rooted on philosophy and finances. So if I can be an example and show people that, hey, look, I went from this to this. I can make an impact in this generation so that way the sleep, the seeds that's being planted by way of what I'm being involved with, but doing can be the shade of those trees can be felt from the generations after me. Right. So it's like, how can I help shift what's going on to where we can be more effective with our money? Right. Financial education, entrepreneurship, 
financial 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 planning proper planning mm -hmm. those are my three keys man and i just think it's important man like i mm -hmm. I, I don't have anything else you know i don't i don't that's the only way i can explain it the reason why is i want to eliminate the wealth gap i want us to say hey look we 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 stop making excuses we leverage the system that's amongst us and around us in our favor we didn't say, oh, the white man this, the white man that. I mean, at the end of the day, yo, it's the white man, the black man, yes, but at the, at the real end of the day, it's the green man, <laughs> right? And that's the only thing that's really mattering nowadays. So if it's a green man, I can get the green man by using my legs and my, and my, and my hands, or I can get the green man by using my mind, mm -hmm. right? So how do I use my mind to get the green man to where now I can shift generational curses, right, about, about wealth, Right. And the and, and the disparity of wealth between uh, us, black people and the white people. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not saying trying to say I'm racist, but is what can I do to mm -hmm. ensure that it doesn't continue to happen? So that's why that's what drives me. Right. Knowing that, hey, look, you know, I was in my Facebook Facebook group today and somebody is about to close on a new home. Right. Somebody's got a new car. Right. So that that stuff's like, man, that's awesome. On the way over here, this guy was telling me how his score went up, you know, 100 points. Right. I talked to somebody earlier this week that was making good money, but put themselves in debt. And I broke down how he can get himself out of forty two thousand dollars in debt by following my cash flow and debt elimination system in the next nine months mm. by changing his behavior patterns. Right. It's all around us. But how do we shift that? So I know I over answered your question, nah, but that's why, solid. man. That's why. You know, it's important, man. Yeah. Like we we, we 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 ain't getting um no nobody's like giving us any information like this. You know, um like like people like Jay Morrison, man, like I, I respect him so much for this because he's out here sharing the information, you know, mm -hmm. with the people. Like Juan Pablo, like there's so many people who want to just give the information so that you can just apply it. And it, it just matters, man. Why do you think that uh, we John don't... John Hope Bryan. Name him, too. Oh, he's the man. Yeah. The why, man. Do you, why do you think we don't come together more? Because it seems logically, yo, if we just come together, we could, we could change the situation. But why do you, what do you think the biggest problem is? Um, I think ego. I uh, think I ego. Like, even, even me, like, I'm humble enough to know that, like, I have people who help me. And I'm still always authentically looking for people to help me out, you know. Um, and I think people get caught up on pride of authorship or ownership versus how much, how many people we can impact, mm -hmm. you know. And I think too, like I don't have all the details and the knowledge, but you know, one will say that, hey, look, they wanted it to be this way, and you know, you've got the Willie Lynch letter and how to make sure they don't collectively come together. But I think. Some of that stuff is true for sure, but I, I really believe it's just ego, mm -hmm. right? I think it's ego and then that person, both of the people or the group of people, the collective saying, hey, look, we're trying to accomplish this. Can we accomplish this? And if we can, cool, maybe we can accomplish it and still have you, your thing and, your, and I have my thing, but we know that our mission is still impacting more people, mm -hmm. right? And, and if, we can, if we can do that authentically and, and make it happen, then we can. Right. So I think that's why. But but then then again, on top of ego, you've got this you've got this false sense of, you know, oh, I'm 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 making it happen. And me judging you based off your own results versus just getting the work done. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of that that goes on as well. So if we can just get past those things and just say, hey, look, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this. What type of results do you have? Oh, I got these results. OK, cool. I got these results. Let's make it happen. Then we can we can do it. But I think there's still people, too, that ain't got nothing going on. And then he ain't got nothing going on. Right. And then they say, I'm the CEO of this. OK, I'm the CEO of this. You're the CEO of what? <laughs> Neither one of y'all is CEO of nothing. <laughs> like, what are you the CEO of? But if you just of? come together. Yeah, what, what can, what, you know, right, so you're good at this. I'm good at this. How can we make this better together? Wow. Right? So. On a serious note, I feel real underdressed. You know what I mean? Because oh, that fine. outfit is crazy. That's oh, fine. Where do you get that jacket from? 
I got this. Uh, That's a next level jacket, though. I got this. What did I get this from? It's like it was a serious. It was a serious conversation. Then I started looking at his jacket with the shirt and the handkerchief. It's a light Zara jacket. A Zara joint? Yeah, this is a Zara joint, man. <laughs> Zara be hitting on the low, y'all. <laughs> on the low. Well, look, man. I want. I want to wrap up, but I got to wrap up the same way. Um, I want to know where you're going to be in five years. I like to make predictions so that we can look back at this and say, yo, Kenny told me he was going to do this in five years, 2023. He actually doing it more so or 10 years. However, I just need some sort of prediction. That is a really good question. Five, I ask a good question. Five years from now, what do I see? Um, hmm. Well, I would say for um, the investment firm that I founded, we are at a billion dollars in assets invested. Mm. The financial education firm or company, um, My Money EDU, we've impacted, um, I don't even, we've, we've, we've impacted well over 500,000 people, mm. well over 500,000 people, and we have, um, we have a, we're at a place like if we want to, if, if we want to get bought out by a company, we can, if we want to sell our company, we can, but we're not, we're not selling. So I, I would say we're at a place where we have a strong community, a strong customer base, millions of, um, success, well, hundreds of thousands of success stories and just at a place where we, we have pop-up shops in different places in Atlanta and DC and Cali and you know different places about our 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 com our online community offline right mm. um, and we're, we're not only that we're giving back you know we're, we're giving them back um, to to causes that matter to us in our community you know we're giving back to um, you know the homeless shelters we're giving back to you know struggling entrepreneurs or people who want to start off start off as entrepreneurs <laughs> We're um, helping out single moms, you know, um, and I don't know what the dollar amount would be. Uh, to me, I, I, I really feel like we can be giving millions away, but we'll just say we're giving away a million dollars a year to different causes that, you know, are important when it comes to the disparity between the wealth gap, mm -hmm. you know, and um, we have lots of people that, that work for us. Um, that we've impacted financially. We have people who are affiliates of our program who has made hundreds of thousands, if not millions. Uh, we've obviously, the company's done millions. So that's what I see. I know I'm not giving you like tangible things, but just esoterically, that's what I would, that's what I would see. That's a good word, esoterically. Listen, lastly, there's a 10-year-old Kenny Conwell watching this right now. <laughs> and this may be, um, or, or let's, let's paint this scenario. You're out at Walmart um, tomorrow and you meet 10-year-old Kenny, and you know what you're going to say to him, he's gonna have with him for the rest of his life. You got two minutes to really talk to young Kenny, but you know in this two minutes, he's going to, he gets to take whatever you say with him in his memory bank, not only in his head, but in his heart for the rest of his life. What do you say in that two minutes? So is it a 10-year-old, to me 10-year-old? 10-year-old Kenny Conway. Um. What I would say to myself is um, two things, three things. Number one, believe in yourself. Like, no, just have 100% belief in anything you're doing. Number two, find somebody who has demonstrated and proven. Find a mentor. Find a mentor that is where you want to be, right? And then number three, um, invest in Google. Apple, <laughs> <laughs> Amazon, <laughs> um, take your cutting grass money, because I was cutting right, grass right. then. Take your cutting grass money and put, you know, $50 in Amazon, um, Google, um, and, and several other, like, billion-dollar stock. Do, just do those three things, right? So how does little Kenny 2018 look for that? Um, how does he find that? How does he find the Google? How does he find it? 20 years from now, 30 years from now. That's a really good question, man. I think it's I think it's just looking at the trends, man, and you know, just seeing like again, I can't predict this, but I, I think one of the trends there's no real big company 
but you know this this whole thing with marijuana mm -hmm. you know and legalizing of that you know what where is that going right mm -hmm. the trend of digital information you know where where is this going you know how can how can you invest in in that trend um so yeah Good stuff, good stuff. Well, Kane, man, I appreciate you, my brother. So many jewels and gems. Please tell the people where they can find you. You guys can find me on my Instagram, at Kenny Conwell. And make sure you spell Kenny right. It's K-E-N-N-E-Y. Then Conwell, C-O-N-W-E-L-L. Mr. Money Savvy on Facebook, Mr. Money Savvy on YouTube. I appreciate you, man. I can't wait to help you change the world, man. My man. Thank you so much. Follow Kenny Conwell, man. This guy knows what he's talking about. Now, about that 150, I'm just playing. It's all <laughs> I don't need it, Kenny. I don't need your freaking money. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.